Welcome to Astronomy. Awkward. Aqueduct. Ubiquitate. That was okay. Eh. Wait, what was your what was your second word? Awkward. Ooh, okay. Or the other one? Awkward. Ubiquitate. What is that? Where did that go? Here it is. To ride away on a horse is to ubiquitate, whereas to adequitate is to ride on a horse alongside someone else. Oh. Maybe that would have been more appropriate since we're it's two people. Well, I don't have a horse, so it's okay. So we need to. You need to look at your topic list so we can get started. Have you added something new recently? No, not the topics. I just I feel like I had enough going in. <laughs> so the first thing on my topic. Oh, by the way, these topics were all thought of when I was at my previous job. I, it, it's fun to say that. When I was at my previous job, when I was packing Amazon packages, by the way, uh, things have changed since the last podcast. I have quit my job at Amazon. Wow. Yeah. So how'd that go? What started that? What started that? Okay, well, I knew that I was going to be at Amazon for a f- couple of weeks, but I knew I had this big uh, fraternity conference coming up, um, and it's going to be July 12th or something. So I have this conference coming up. And I have to leave, and I was going to miss three shifts of Amazon. So that mean I, means I had to accrue 30 hours of vacation, mm. which is actually pretty easy to do. Um, but I, instead, I used my personal time off, my unpaid time off, and my vacation time to be late all the time. Like, I'd be late, and then I would fill in, oh, personal time. So I would one get... hour of vacation time every morning before yeah. your shift, <laughs> essentially, which was it's it's reasonable because I'd get four hours of vacation for every 40 hours that I worked, which okay, is so like a week or so. Yeah. Or two. Oh, well, a week. I will work 40 hours a week. So, yeah, but I definitely couldn't. I, it reached the point where I was like, OK, I'm not going to be able to get that much vacation. So I'm probably just going to have to quit. <laughs> so that's exactly what I did. But it's okay because my band tech stuff starts in a week after I come back from the conference. So I'll come back from the conference, I'll have a, I'll have a full week off, and then I'll go teach band nice. for two weeks, and then I'll go to school. What is this conference you're doing? It's uh, for the fraternity I'm in. I'm in Kappa Kappa Psi. I'm the president of the Alpha Rho chapter at NSU. So I need to be there at the conference. What what are you doing? What's the conference for? Well, the conference has got a bunch of different stuff. It happens every two years, and you have certain committees that meet. And then there's also a lot of, like, keynote speakers and talking about, like, how to make the fraternity better and then just general, like, band tips. And so it's like a combination of, like, musical stuff and band stuff and fraternity stuff just all in one huge thing for a week nice yeah it's gonna be good uh i started out with five people going with me so it was gonna be me and four other people but then two of them dropped out so it's gonna be me and two other people that's gonna be fun i'm driving i bought the airbnb and they've paid me money and you're controlling the radio on the way there well not the radio i'm not gonna be listening to the radio i'll be listening to like my Spotify playlist. Yeah, yeah, the music. Yeah. Until they get bored, and I'll probably have to switch it. I don't know. Uh, the Fantano list for that week. Yeah, they'll probably hate it. <laughs> they'll definitely hate it. But I need to have my phone hooked up because of GPS. 
So I'll probably just like hand the phone over to my co-pilot or whoever's sitting in the passenger seat and have them figure out whatever they want to listen to. And then if and, and then at some point if I can't take it, I'll be just like, fuck it, we're gonna listen to like stand up or something because I hate your music and you hate my music, so fuck you. Yeah, that's a good medium to make stand up comedy. Yeah, one of the people Depending going if you like that comic. One of the people going is kind of Christian, like conser- very conservative, not very conservative, but like semi-conservative Christian person. So maybe they won't like it. Cause... So they're not a fan of comedy. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like oh, they're not a fan of music. Both probably because the music I listen to is like fuck shit, blah 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 blah. Just listen to instrumentals, man. I hate that. I need lyrics. To, why why like, does everyone connect? need lyrics? I've had this conversation like three times in the past 24 hours well they need lyrics essentially they need something to like connect and latch onto and when i'm casually listening i want that but if i'm in like an introspective mood where i want to hear my own thoughts or if i'm like high and i don't want other words influencing my being highness then i'll listen to instrumental music or if i'm like about to go to sleep hmm yeah, or if you're I'm, that attuned to whatever words would be playing in oh, any song. Oh yes, interesting. Like I think I listen to music differently than people. There were there are several like times where I was at Amazon and you're not allowed to listen to music, but everybody does. Mm. But there was this one dude, and he was packing behind me, and he had a speaker playing music, and it was really, really fucking annoying, because it was just generic, like pop rap. And I was like, dude, why do you like we had a a point where the work like died down and I was like, so why do you listen to that stuff? Like, why do you like it? And I was like, I kind of like that sort of stuff. But like a lot of the lyrics I can't get behind. And he's like, oh, I don't listen to the lyrics. I just listen to the beat. And I'm like, oh, my God. just the just having a drum, just having the most. (laughs) It's like hi hat. I hate that hi-hat, this what trap hi-hat thing yeah. that's been going on for, I don't know, 10 years. I don't know. I can't, I, could, I can't take it. Like, I like it, like a trap beat is just normal if the vocalist is interesting. Like, I'll, I'll be okay. Trap beat is like vanilla. But then, like, I listen to a lot of indie music nowadays. And uh, that's almost primarily what I consume. And I have to like have a female vocalist most of the time. I don't know why I prefer that, but like male vocalist to me, I'm very picky. Yeah. But female vocalist, it's like if she has it like a gravelly voice, I'm like, okay, all right, awesome. Like that's appealing to me. I don't know. What about you? What kind of music you listen to? You still on that Sahara kick? Oh, I've been on a Saharan blues kick for two and a half years. It's not going away. I'm I'm thinking about planning a trip to africa oh dang. just to <laughs> surround myself in the amazing food and music and join a nomadic blues rock band in the desert i don't know if africa is as cool as you think it is <laughs> it's i'll sweat it out it'll be fine wherever oh, there's war and turmoil there will be good food and music and Jesus i want to be there for it christ they're gonna like ransom you i'm just saying civil war produces some Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, everyone knows the famous uh, music boom of the American Civil War. Some great shit came out of that. We're still singing that. I don't we know. just had a whole holiday for all those songs. 
Really? Oh, the yeah. The Civil War? Oh, yeah, we have some Civil War songs going. There was a whole radio program for that that was going on. You know what I've been thinking about recently? What? People in the South, they're, they're mostly, like, most of their identity is made up of we lost the Civil War. Like, like nobody thinks about it that much, but that's the majority of your that identity. That was the last defining trait of that group of states as a whole. Yeah. And well, the, yeah, that's the whole point. And you, the North. The North is like, we beat you. And it's kind of like... You wanted to be your own nation. We had to be our own nation to shut you down. Now that we're in one nation, just, okay, we're, we're the nation that was almost a nation, now we're not a nation. It's so funny, because like, the South now is like so proud to be an American, and the North is like, oh man, fuck America, there's so many problems, and blah, blah, blah. Well, I don't... Okay, this doesn't... That's generalizing. But... Yeah, it's very generalizing. But I'm kind of dividing the North and the South into nowadays being like the Democratic North and the and the Republican South. But that's not necessarily true. The, the cookie cutter America. Yeah. Like the average of the, the general average of the voter. What what's the name of that line? The Mason Dixon line. Mason Dixon. Yeah. But it's not true though. For like cuz Kentucky was in the was in the north was in the confederacy shit i'm gonna have to look this up i don't care we have a computer in front of us today but i don't care to look up what states were in the confederacy and what weren't but yeah i do okay so states. well we were neither yeah oklahoma was indian territory we kept out of that shit we kept the genocide victims we kept out of the war yeah when was the trail of tears pre pre that was jackson Huh? Jackson? Is that Andrew Jackson? Yeah, that was Andrew. That was pre-Civil War. Okay, Confederate States of America. Wait, the, wait, hold on. The the capital was New Orleans? What? No, that's not true. No, no, no. Capital was Montgomery, Alabama. Oh, and they had, to, they had to move it. They had to move it, probably. That's right. Rich, Montgomery, Richmond, Danville, Virginia. And then, oh, largest city was New Orleans. Okay. Let's see. Texas, Missouri. Oh. Oh, wow. Look at that. Oh, Oklahoma's divided. Well, I'm surprised to see Arizona and New Mexico oh. on there. Is that is this like... Oh, well, no. Those are a different... Uh, that's co- a thing. That's a different thing. Because Kentucky's roped into that, too. Okay, so... Oh, yeah, Kentucky was in the It's the dark green that's the true confederacy. Okay. <laughs> Okay, claims made by the... Oh, we claimed it. Ah. Contested native... Oh, contested native... Okay. Uh, let's see. <laughs> they tried to take it, but we wouldn't let them. Okay, so... Oh, there's this... Do you know about how Oklahoma should be? Like, it sh- Oklahoma t- should be two states. What? It should be... Oklahoma is like the Oklahoma City, Norman, Stillwater side. Uh-huh. And then... Fuck. I thought... I just forgot what the... Sequoia is uh, is like green country in Tulsa. Oh, wow. Like Tulsa would be the capital. I personally believe it. I think it should happen. Because I fucking... They do kind of behave like two different states. Yeah, I hate Oklahoma City. I went to Oklahoma City recently, last weekend twice because i had to go pick up my friend and then i had to go drop him back off and i went to some breweries and i'm like mm, it's cool but it's not as cool as tulsa tulsa is cooler because it's more compact mm. 
and everything is much more crowded at night, which makes it seem more lively. Well, Tulsa's just a pretty small town. I ate some uh, Chinese food at a takeout window in the middle of the day one day, and, you know, there was hardly anybody on the street. It's just a quiet city. Yeah. That comes at night, you know, we have one or two clubs that have a line of a few people out the window, but yeah, everything stays at a happy capacity. Hmm. It's a bustling city with no crowds. Yeah, man, it's a, it's a big, small town. The sidewalks crowd up, you know, when people come and go from lunchtime. But, you know, you go there during business hours and it's almost a ghost town. Yeah. I just like... I like it, man. I'm a Tulsa fanatic. It's it's great. I want to go to more big cities. I want to go to New York City. But specifically, not to fly into New York. I want to fly in outside of New York City mm-hmm. where I can't see it. And I want to drive to it. Okay. I want to watch it slowly get bigger. And say, okay, so it's that big. Oh, no, it's that big. Yeah. Oh, I'm in it. It's even... <laughs> I don't like the idea of New York City... I think New York State's probably fine. New York State is an entirely different destination. Yeah. New York City, not not a fan. Wine country New York? It's, oh, my god. New York City, when I think of New York City, I think of, like, dirt and, like, light and just, like, flashing lights. 1981. Yeah. I don't think of... Now, I used to think of New York. I used to think of the homeless. But that's actually L.A., the homeless community in New York City is significantly smaller than the community in L.A. because New York gets cold AF. Yeah, it does. And it is rough to be homeless in New York. I think of, like, plain... So it's, it's not that there's less homeless. It's just that they've died off because of the environment. <laughs> I think they're like, oh, damn, it's cold outside. I should get a job. <laughs> My God. <laughs> I don't know. This is going to be, uh, like, a pretty controversial opinion. But most homeless people... Like, they could probably get a job if they really, really wanted to. I don't know. Like, Amazon. I got that job so fast. You would just have to go to the public. You would have to go to the public library and be like, okay, here's my information. Like, you'd have to have a social security. Maybe they don't have a social security number. Well, shit. They need to fucking find one. <laughs> if there's any... You need to come in there looking clean, don't you? They probably don't have access to showers. No, that's fine. Like, if you could, if you could, like, <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm sure there's some sort of halfway house that would like you could clean up. Like I half agree that you don't need a lot of experience to be a dishwasher. Yeah. Almost anywhere. Yeah. But you also need a lot more resources than you think to keep that position going. Mm. To be accepted as you know. Also, as a dishwasher, you couldn't like you couldn't make enough money to live. Anywhere. Do you think those people have bank accounts or you know? good credit to start one they'd have to get paid under the table in in cash whatever they do i see a lot of people of homeless people with phones though Hmm. okay it's like i if you have a phone you can have a bank account yeah having a phone helps tremendously yeah i don't think i've i i don't i okay either i've seen I, i don't know I used to like volunteer at this soup kitchen thing it's it's uh, it's a mission it's called john 316 Every homeless person I saw had a phone. Really? Yeah, it's crazy. And it was like, they have like an iPhone. And it was like 2016 at the time. And I was like, they have an iPhone 6. It's like, they have a new iPhone. How? How? That's probably everything they have. And and that's, you know, 
new for this generation. You didn't see that 10 years ago, probably. Yeah. Homeless people with phones. The new homeless generation. The maybe, new homeless. Or, I don't know. Eh. I don't know. If I, if I, but if I was a billionaire, if I was like Jeff Bezos or some shit, I would just like fucking decimate the homeless problem. Or the hungry problem. By helping it or killing it what is your (laughs) are you exterminating the homeless or feeding the homeless what does that say no i would just like okay i would i would hire people to make people not homeless but don't kill them what does that mean i would be like you said decimate okay i would buy like i would buy like uh head headquarters or like like buildings around town okay so i would pick a town to do this in i'd be like okay we're going to get the homeless population in Tulsa to zero by the end of the year, right? And then I would, like, have headquarters and be like, okay, you're homeless. What do you need to do? And then just, like, ask them how they want to stop being homeless. And if they're like, I want you to give me money, I'll be like, fuck you. <laughs> I'll give you, like, I'll get you, I'll get you cleaned up. I'll get you some food. We'll get you a job interview. They or, have institutions like this already. I know, you but they're not to... working because homelessness isn't zero. <laughs> if I was a billionaire, I would aggressively go around to homeless people and be like, "Come on, we're gonna get, gaslight we're, people into improving their." Life. We're gonna get you a call center job. Boom! Like that's what that's gonna happen. We're gonna get, we're gonna get you a cheap apartment. It sucks, but it's a job. Boom! Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's like, do homeless people? I don't know. If I was homeless, I'd probably know. But it's like, do homeless people not work because they just, like, can't find a job that they like? Or oh, Okay, how many homeless people have you come across in your life that have been, you know, confident and intelligent speakers? That they could, you know, professionally pass? That's a tough question. Because t- some of them are too gone in their depression or their habits to, yeah. you know, form a sentence. But some of them, you know, if they hound you about it, they're fairly intelligent individuals yeah i don't know man that's a great that's a great question like i don't know if a lot like how intelligent a lot of the homeless people are because like one time i was in chicago and i was like there's this homeless dude outside of subway and i was like hey do you want you want to eat something and he's like yeah sure and i'm like all right cool so we go in the subway and i'm like yeah get a sandwich bro and he's like oh really thanks i'm cool like cool and then we sat down for like 30 45 minutes we had a really like solid conversation i was like what like what happened man like how did you get to where you are and he is like well i just made some uh some bad financial decisions and i like left my wife and i started doing drugs and shit and i was like oh man what are you gonna what are you gonna do like to get back into to society and he's like oh, i haven't done that in a long time i just like this I'm like, what? Yeah, you reach that level and, you know, there really seems no way out of it. A lot of people just get comfortable with it to survive. That guy was like, I like, he's like. Oh, he enjoys it. Yeah, he's like, this is what. Yeah, he's like, I don't think I could do anything else. I don't want to do anything else. This is what I'm doing. So, yeah. Wow. So, when I see, oh, my God, I was in Tulsa and I just got out of this bougie-ass steakhouse. I probably told you this story before. (laughs) Just got out of this bougie, bougie steakhouse. And it's like the, I don't think it's the, I don't think it's the most expensive place to eat in Tulsa, but it's pretty expensive. And there's a steak, and it's for two people, and it's like seventy bucks. And it's a great steak, 
And the first time I had it, it was amazing. I loved it. I couldn't get enough of it. Second time I had it, eh, it's all right. You're kidding. No, it got worse. Oh. <laughs> and then, like, the third time I had it, I was like, okay, this steak is, like, subpar. But it's, like, it's better than any steak you could get at, like, Texas Roadhouse. Sure. But it doesn't meet up to the standard that I had at the beginning. Uh, when were those second and third visits according to the first and according to the COVID outbreak? It was literally, like, this was... I'd like to say that this was pre... Or, no, this was, like, during... This was, like, the first steak was pre-COVID. The second right. steak was, like um february right of 2020 yep and the third stake was like everybody in there was wearing masks and it was like uh, that makes sense yeah supply chains were shutting down it was really hard to get meat anywhere i would know that it's a good point even our favorite place the quality went down they had to start buying lesser quality ingredients while they shut everything down laid everybody off except one cook and one front of house person damn they bounced back from it, but yeah, everyone. Are had you a talking about t- that place that used to be next to where you worked? What place are you talking about? Our favorite place, Our downtown. F- favorite place downtown. Oh, one cook. I I mean, they were stripped down. They were only Ooh. doing to go orders there for a bit. Yeah. You know, it would come burger night, and it would be you know, this is not the burger that you used to put out. But I love you, and I want to support you. I haven't noticed probably because I, I go there for the beer. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like that anymore you know you can order a, a full irish bread did i get any blood sausage last time i didn't get any blood sausage last. I didn't, I didn't pay attention i just realized that is blood sausage seasonal i don't think so but the time i ordered it before that they were almost out of it wow okay. and they gave me a little bit more but yeah when i ordered it when we were with they probably ran out the friends they didn't mention it either hmm Okay. I go there for the blood sauce. So I have this. Um, so the third time I went to eat the steak, it was subpar. I wasn't going to finish it. Uh, so we like bagged it up. We took it out. And this homeless lady came up to us and was like, hey, do you have any money? And I was like, I don't give homeless people money because they're going to go buy drugs or booze. Like I told that to her face. Oh, damn. And she was like, oh, do you have anything to eat? I was like, you want a steak? And she's like, I don't eat steak. And I was like, what are you hungry for? And she's like, I really just want money. And I'm like, so I can't. Like, that's against my, it's against my rules. I don't do that. So. eh. You don't want food. You just want money. Yeah. I don't know. It's really sad, man. I gave a meal to it that I didn't need. Like, I was picking up some food and there was a mix up and I got someone else's meal, like a whole extra bag that I didn't need. Yeah. And there was the guy that when I was heading back, he had a sign up. I didn't read what the sign was. He probably just wanted to go somewhere, but mm-hmm. I gave him the food. Yeah. And he was like, thanks, man. He was accepting the food, but like trying to show me the sign too. Yeah. And I didn't realize that till after he had walked away. And I'm like, oh. he probably wants a ride or did you like- money for a ride. He probably, he's probably not hungry or homeless at all. Did you ask him? Okay. So like, if yeah, I just yelled out the window, Hey, do you want some hot you want food? Some food? Yeah. It was a hot food, whatever it was like. Yeah enchiladas or something good man yeah i don't know yep i just want to become a billionaire so i can end the homelessness <laughs> so you can have your hey that's how you have your square mile of land your your homeless compound holy shit that's you like, hire the homeless to guard your compound oh my god i could like hire like 
or I could, I don't know. I, I wouldn't need a billion dollars, but if I had a square mile of land, I would let the homeless people live on it. Boom. I, what, what is on my square mile of land that I, I'm afraid the homeless are going to steal? Like, I don't give a fuck. What you, they need to live somewhere. Do you just want them to free range graze on your graze? No. Uh, just live on my open lands. <laughs> I have land if you want to you want to build something i don't know just build it from raw materials you're hardy individual could you imagine like driving around the farmlands of oklahoma you see this one square mile that's just built up it's like a fucking urban center like, what's that city in china that got torn that really dense city you know what i'm kowloon kowloon yeah like some part of china all the city's poor got together and built this dense fortified city Ooh. Yeah, you really need to look that up. It's it's neat. Kowloon. Yeah, they ended up uh, defending it from the government for a bit, and just made it its own occupied territory. Good. Fuck the government. Honestly, I don't know. My square. But yeah, mile... you make that out in the middle of nowhere on a square mile of land. That's about how big it was too—a square mile. Uh... Uh, K O W. Oh, K O W. Yeah. And then what? K O W. Oh, okay. Walled City. Yeah. <gasps> Whoa, that yeah. thing. Yeah, I've seen that. That's fucking awesome. Look at that. That's like 12 or 13 stories. Yeah, I got a new... Oh, fuck you, CNN. Eat my whole ass, CNN. I just want to see the picture. Yeah, it has its own like economy system down there. Okay, I'm going to zoom in on some of this shit. Like, one of the most complicated hallway systems. Damn. Yeah, that does not... That's yeah, just that... one shack stacked on top yeah, of another with almost no support. That's not safe at all. It wasn't. Okay, I understand. I understand why the government took it down. That, that looks That looks like... But look uh, at the, that picture down on the left, how dense it is, even all the way to the center. Yeah. Damn. I don't know. I just want to... And each of those, you know, little cells held multiple families. Oh, yeah. Man, that's depressing. Fucking yeah, dude. If I was a billionaire, I would. Uh... Do you think Jeff Bezos has the ability to like? <laughs> he could just end homelessness many times over. <sighs> Damn. Yeah, it's not even in question. Many times over. I would probably like my family would probably be like uh, see me as a dick because I'd be like, they'd be like, hey, can I get uh, can I get like ten k? I'd be like, no. Uh, I'm trying to end homelessness. <laughs> Do your part. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody needs to engineer and like propose that to one of the big billionaires. Be like, okay, you want to give money to charity? Fuck you. Stop doing that. Make your own charity. Do this. And like, have, give them like a 20 step plan how to end homelessness and hunger. <sighs> yeah. Like people spend so much money every year to like distribute drugs and to like run crime empires what if they just like didn't and just made people not hungry why don't you just throw in you know a cheeseburger and some vitamins every time you pass out some crack (laughs) god i hate here's some sustenance drink a little water and you know look to the bright side i hate do this crack i hate drugs like uh as a as a like as a criminal i don't know i don't like that people as a criminal category well like people will i like legal marijuana because it's like okay this is 
THC. This is like FDA approved. But like you get crack on the street, the FDA didn't touch that. They don't know what you don't know what the hell is in that. You could be injecting like bleach in your veins, you know. I wish they would just legalize everything and then like regulate everything and then things would be safe. And then, who's done that already? I think Sweden did that. Norway did Switzerland that. just did that thing where they gave people they had the heroin epidemic and they just gave people medically clean uh, heroin. Yeah. And so. all of those northern countries at least have some sort of, you know, rehabilitation system. Yeah. That work tremendously. Mm-hmm. One of these days. America will figure its shit out. Probably so, not. you know, there's drugs everywhere over there, but it's not a problem anywhere. Yeah. That's not true. England was, like, cracking down on their party scene. Or has been for a long time. Oh, yeah? Yeah, like party drugs, PCP and ecstasy and stuff like that. England's war on drugs. Oh, man. Eh. Gosh. I don't know. I I would ha- hate to be a police officer in England because you don't have a gun. You like if so if you run into a dude with a gun, you just have to call somebody who has a gun. But then in America, all the cops have guns and none of them have good de- or like most of them don't have good decision-making skills. <laughs> like if someone's running away from you, you can't shoot them. Like I don't know I don't know how they don't have those rules like ingrained in their head and it's like most cops are probably good with the system they're like okay if he's running away from me i can't shoot him unless he's a danger to like society and like eh, i don't know i don't know that sounds like a lot of videos there are so many problems everywhere but there's also a lot of good things like uh fucking scotch i like scotch scotch is great mm. Would you like some more, by the way? Sure, why not? I have a bottle over here. Let's get crazy. Yeah, we're trying to get rid of this fucking Highland Park 12. Not that it's bad, but it's been on my shelf for a long time. I think it was the second scotch I ever bought, besides Ardbeg. Do you still, you still have that Ardbeg, too. Yeah, it's an old bottle. You've had a lot of these bottles for a while. You don't go through your whiskey very fast. No, I do not. I'm a very conservative whiskey drinker. I'm going to share this with you all. This is too good to keep for myself. <laughs> the fucking poor. <laughs> if I heard that, I would have to pee. <laughs> it's beautiful golden brown. Mm. Smells of apricot. It is cream. nearly urine colored. I had some asparagus today. Good God, that's the color of your urine? Well, if I didn't drink water for like a couple hours. For a couple hours? Yeah. You need to drink more water. I drink a lot of water. Fucking. I had. I just piss whiskey. <laughs> you know, have you ever been like uh, on your third or fourth beer and then you just like have to piss crazily and then you pee and it's just clear? I wonder what percent, what like ABV you're pissing at that point. <laughs> What it what the ABV of it is? Of your piss, yeah. Well, when it's that clear like that, probably very little. Dang, okay. It, you know, it's all filtered out. No, no, you're pissing out the alcohol. I don't know, man. Okay. Google, what is the ABV of a drunk man's piss? Three beers? Six beers? 
half a bottle of wine. Can you get drunk by drinking a drunk person's urine? Great question. Great fucking question. Ah, Peer-reviewed. Alcohol is not excreted through urine. Damn it. Aha. Uh-huh. This it's means sterile. you can't get drunk or even mildly intoxicated by drinking a drunk's urine. Somebody tried really hard. Alcohol. <laughs> Two people tried really hard. <laughs> alcohol in the bloodstream, having been absorbed from the digestive system, reaches the liver where it is detoxified, i.e. rendered harmless by being broken down. Thank you, liver. If this didn't happen, more alcohol would reach, reach, they fucking, they're a very smart person, but they put reach twice would reach the brain and other tissues where it would interfere with the working of those tissues. Okay, so you can drink, but then as soon as you drink more than your liver can filter out, it goes to your brain, you get drunk. Ah. Sick. So you can't drink it slow enough. Yeah. Huh. Okay, we need to get through some of these topics. I have one... I'm I'm sorry, I got lost reading some of these related questions. <laughs> Could drinking the pee of a heavy alcoholic? My daughter, drunk? who is 13, keeps pooping her pants on purpose. What, what should, should I, I do? do? That's a great fucking question. Oh God! I agree that I'm 13 years old. Uh, I don't want to log into Quora.com. Yeah. Let's just yeah, read to the blur. <laughs> Dude, we should just one of these podcasts. We're just gonna look through Quora. And just, like, look at the stupidest fucking questions. Related questions. Could drinking the pee... Okay, if you pee, my daughter who's 13 keeps... How much alcohol should a 13-year-old be allowed to drink? Oh, that's a great question. Fuck! Well, yeah, it's the same size. Okay, I'm gonna fucking... Well, it depends. Are they uh, German or French? (laughs) I'll use my throwaway email account. Okay. Uh, One last step. Shut the fuck up. Boom, 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 boom. Mm. No. Go back. Oh, wow. Wait. How much alcohol should a 13, 14-year-old be allowed to drink? None. What? Okay, this is uh, Andy Tomio. He knows Portuguese. <laughs> you need to go back to health class. <laughs> Remember the first sips you tried when you were adolescent? They were probably not very pleasant. This was your body defense system telling you that alcohol is a poison. Listen, when you turn 21, if you haven't had alcohol... The same thing happens to you. Your body is like, this is not good for you. You just have to tough through it. Well, if you're drinking shitty alcohol, and most people do. Yeah. Nothing smoother than a <laughs> a stale uh, Guinness. Even the worst alcoholic started out on small quantities and then worked his way up because of the additive nature of alcohol. Better to stay away. I'm downvoting that fucker. Okay, no alcohol at all. If you're As asking we keep going how- round after round for more alcohol. <laughs> If you're asking how much alcohol a 14-year-old should consume, a minor under the age of 21, you need to go back to health class. All jokes aside, you should never give alcohol to a child or drink it yourself if you're a 14-year-old. Of course. Read the one under that. (laughs) Okay. In an ideal world, no one under 25 would drink. Under 25. Well, listen. I don't want to live that long, and I also don't want to be cursed with being any smarter than I am. Okay? I am a good level of smart. Okay? I am an acceptable level of intelligent right now Arian. i don't need any more Arian. if i was if i was less smart i would be stupid and if i was more smart i would be too brainy i think i'm the perfect french kiss french ki- or, or chef's kiss perfect amount of smart i don't know if that's more 
or I don't know if that's more um, arrogant than saying I'm that's the, pretty arrogant. I'm the smartest person in the world. Which okay, which tell me which statement is more arrogant? I'm the smartest person alive, or I'm the perfect amount of smart. Which is more arrogant? arrogant. That one's more practical, and you can believe it more. It's true, and you do believe it. <laughs> I do. Otherwise, why would I not? Why would I say it if I didn't believe it? Okay, wait. Let me let me clarify. I am the perfect amount of smart for me. You you just don't want to know anymore. No no no. I could know. I could gain more knowledge, but that wouldn't make me any more smart. Then what do you constitute as being smart? Being smart. is... What would you accumulate to become smarter than you are now? Being smart is the ability to apply knowledge. And like with with little to no experience, it's okay. it's like the being quick, sharp, it's being the mentally quickness. sharp. Yeah, that's intelligence, right? Okay. Hold on, Google. What is intelligence? Let's fucking look that shit up. Definition what is intelligence? Of intelligence. Okay, let's check that out. Intelligence: the ability to acquire and apply knowledge and skills. Acquire okay. and apply. Acquire and apply. It's an I- umbrella. It's intelligence. It's the whole thing. Okay. Okay. I like that. I like that definition. Probably because it is the, the definition. The ability to acquire and apply knowledge and skills. That's why people in the marching community are like, you're just not applying. <laughs> They're just saying, you're fucking stupid, but really in a nicer way. Just, sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes they say you're fucking stupid. There was that second year that we had that indoor drum line in high school. Yeah. And who was it? Aaron? The guy who put all together. He brought his friend from a, a drum corps down. Oh, no. He ruined the whole thing for all of us. Even no. for him. He was a total asshole. Oh, no. It, yeah, ruined the whole thing. Do you year. remember what drum corps he was from? No. It, it's something in the top. It was just in the top six or 12 enough for him to have a massive ego <sighs> about it. I hate that. I hate that so much. He ruined it. Or he was like our guy in Pio who was the... He just did the PT... He, oh yeah, Jimmy. he reminded me of him. He, you know, prison guard in the, in the winter and drum corps in the summer. I love that guy, even though he fucking uh, made me pissed off a lot. Ah, he's a pretty cool guy. He was cool, but uh, he's living a cool life. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen some of his Facebook posts. He's not having the best time. Oh, is he not? I'm not friends with him. No. Well, I haven't seen him post on Facebook. Maybe he's living a good life and just not posting on Facebook. He's enjoying his time as a high-security prison guard. Mm. Yeah, man. Okay. Let's see. Uh, Zero. Under the age of 18. Alcohol and tobacco is prohibited by the laws of Russia. I hate these motherfuckers who are like, uh, it's illegal, therefore it is wrong. It's morally wrong. This person who is asking the question is like, how much alcohol... Should a 13, 14-year-old be allowed to drink? I would be like, okay, so if I had a 13 or 14-year-old kid, first of all, in America, or in Oklahoma at least, it is legal to let your child drink, your personal child. Like, if it is your son or your daughter, you can give them alcohol. I don't think that's entirely true. It's true. It's fucking true. Googling it. Um, Legally true. It's definitely true many places, but... Can parents... Oklahoma parents. Oh, can Oklahoma parents give their children alcohol? Parents give their child, child alcohol. Child the snake. Uh, what? <laughs> I love that. Can parents serve? 
Wow. What the fuck? It's true. Wow. Can parents Let it be serve known. a minor may possess or consume alcohol under the direct supervision of that minor's parent or guardian as long as the possession or consumption does not occur in an establishment licensed to sell alcohol. Your dad gives you beer at home. It's entirely legal. That's fucking right. And I knew it in the back of my head somehow. That's very Oklahoma. Yeah. Well, okay. So, Sam, I'm a parent of a 13 or 14-year-old. And the 13 or 14-year-old expresses interest in alcohol. The reason that alcoholics happen is either from, like, trauma or they've just been, like, sheltered. And then they go to... They're, like, sheltered. They're not allowed to drink alcohol. And then they get to college. and They're they're uneducated by their parents. Yes. They get to college and they're like, oh, it tastes tastes bad. I just have to power through it and drink. Which, eh, semi-true. But, like, if you're 12 or 13 and you're like, hey, Dad, what does whiskey taste like? And it's like, okay, let me find you a whiskey. And you just get the nastiest fucking shit. You're like, this is what this is, this is is the best tasting alcohol out there. This is the sweet and smooth end and give yeah. them some, you know, give dirty, them, nasty, smoky scotch. And give it's them the like, hardest thing. Give them, like, a quarter shot of it, right? And then Lagavulin. <laughs> and then they'll fucking drink it and be like, that's bad. Or they'll be like, that's great. I'll be like, and you're fucked. You're fucked. <laughs> then you hide the bottle. At that point, you're done. You're like, okay, I'll give you a quarter shot every Friday. <laughs> yeah, give them a little taste of Lagavulin as the smooth and sweet end. Yeah. And but then... It only gets <laughs> worse from here. And then one day, they'll be like, uh, they'll be like, I want to try like a different booze. You'll be like, okay, I'll give you a quarter shot on Friday. Boom. Give them a quarter shot of bourbon, and they're like, that's nothing. And you're like, Fuck, I ruined it. I ruined that human being. It's important just to educate your children instead of being like, no, you can't have any alcohol because the law says so. Because then they'll turn 18 and be like, my parents said I couldn't do this. I feel bad. It's not even like because God said so. It's because the U.S. government says so. Man. Men in black helmets will come and get me if you take a sip of my light beer. Oh, God. Well, in Oklahoma, that's the opposite of true. <laughs> I don't know if I would, you know, give a whole drink to my child. No. But, you know, for like their 15th birthday or something, you cook a steak dinner, you give them, you know, you know you're having a nice dinner, it's a special birthday, you can have one glass of the good wine. Oh, and- the good wine. Okay, I thought you had one glass of bourbon. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, you know, a glass of wine to complement the meal, this is, you know... This is a part of the course. Yeah, I would say that I wouldn't... I'm not going to give my kid... I'm not going to say, Hey, kid, don't drink alcohol. I'm not going to say, Alcohol is bad for you. It's the worst thing ever. I'm going to be like... I'm going to say nothing about it. I'm going to have some. Like, not within their reach, right? And then if they ever ask about it, I'll be like, Okay, here's little bit of this worst thing i have but it's but tell them it's the best and then that's that'll be my best attempt as a parent well you can educate them you know as much as you can before you give oh, them yeah. a sip you know just satiate their appetite with like, words this, this was made in scotland but you talk about <laughs> how fine the whiskey is and this was made in the red wheats of the highlands of this faraway land in the year of 1972 yeah. it's been aging for <laughs> it's like this is see how it says 10 that means it's been uh it's been aged at least 10 years, you know. And then they say, why do you mean at least? And it's like, well, because 
sometimes they have the older stuff in there with it just to keep a keep a thing and then you like educate them about alcohol and then get them excited and they taste it and they're like this fucking sucks (laughs) (sighs) i think that's what got me so excited about it first was do you know how much care and attention goes into some of this how you know find a product you can make yeah but I, I didn't know. start appreciating that stuff in general until I was, you know, 19, 20 something. Yeah, I want my kid to be an educated alcoholic because I They will have alcohol in college. You just can't do anything about that. Eh, I don't know. It depends on whether they like it or not. You know? Like if they don't like it, then there is so much alcohol that just tastes like juice. Yeah. Like What? <laughs> like nothing le- nothing's left brewery. That oh. is a 19-year-old brewery. Yeah. It, it's good, but they had it, that America. Is that fine beer? That's that's juice for a, a twenty twenty one year it's, old. It's funny because Elias, he 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 can't take. We need to talk about this with Elias someday, but he hates the taste of of uh, beer or wine or any alcohol. He hates it. He hates the taste of like. I thought he didn't drink for a different reason. No, he doesn't like the taste of it. Wow. Yeah. It's just about taste. Yeah. Well, you can change that. There's ways to get around that. There's good tasting anything. I have given him like the be- I'm like the best sours, like that just tastes like juice. Like well, the- get him some sweet juices. Not you know sa- some people just don't like sour no, no, no. food. Like Lindemann's Peche, he can't take that. He cannot. Well, I almost didn't like it either until I put it in the context of like punch. Well, Lindemann's Peche is. In my opinion, the easiest drinking beer. Like, it is beer for the non-beer people. Really? Yeah. What do you think? Is What do you think Elias would like? As, a, as I, an actual... If I'm going to introduce any non-drinker to an actual beer, mm-hmm. I would go to a wheat beer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Marshall, Sundown, uh, Boulevard Wheat. He couldn't take that. Next, I would do maybe a Belgian... A light Belgian. Like a Belgian single. Yeah, a quad would probably be too much. Something yeah. light in body. Oh, I didn't tell you. Okay, so when I went to Oklahoma City, um, first we went to Lively, and I had a stout, because I'm a bitch for a stout. And um, <laughs> then we came came to Tulsa, and me and Carl drank a bunch. And then, dude, the bar crawl that we had on Saturday night was... After the concert? Yeah, no. yeah. After the concert was pretty legendary, because um, it was his first time in Tulsa. I was showing him a little bit of everything. One drink, leave. One drink, leave. We started at Inner Circle. We went from Inner Circle to Sound Pony. He loved Sound Pony. Never been to Sound Pony. Well, we're going sometime. We need a Sound Pony day. It's fucking eleven thirty right now. We can go to Sound Pony tonight. <laughs> um, went to Sound Pony. I like Sound Pony because it's like it's dark and loud inside. And oh, it, it's a club bar. It's one no, of no, those no. places. It's dark and loud. It's got a club atmosphere. And then you go out back to the patio. It's very chill. You oh. know? I like that place that uh, Lauren and Elias took us to, the the piano bar. Yeah, Shady Keys. I didn't even know Tulsa had a piano bar. And we went through another bar's garden yeah. to get there. That was cool. <laughs> well, it's because uh, you can go through the rabbit hole 
Like, you can go in that bar. That was the bar that we went through. Okay, it was you, something else, but yeah. now it's the rabbit hole. Yeah, it's okay. still the rabbit hole. And you go down that hallway into the bar seating area. Yep. Out its back door into the patio, and then you're at the back door to three other bars or something. Well, no, it's just the Shady Keys. Because you the back... That's right, it's an empty lot. Yeah. That's where uh, Hertz Donuts is. Yeah. Yeah. It's over by Hertz. Oh, God, I want a donut. Well... It's 11.30. They're open 25 hours. 25 hours. I honestly, are you down to, after this podcast is over, are you down to go downtown? Maybe. Okay. I'm excited about it for whatever reason. But, uh, uh, let's see. Saturday, took Carl, has never been, went Inner Circle. You've been to Inner Circle. Yeah, once or twice. Love it. Um, uh, they had the jazz band that we couldn't listen to. Was it? Yeah, all the four of us went down there. They had somebody on the, uh, some jazz combo on the porch. I One of us thought we knew somebody. Or oh, that were... was the Saturn room, and I thought it was... Oh, oh, that's right. Inner Circle's the vodka bar. Yeah. I was in there for a, uh, a Cards Against Humanities tournament where I was playing with one of our old teachers. Oh, wow. Huh. She almost won. She had some doozies. Dang. And I th- I never had her, but I think she recognized that I was a student where she used to work. That's funny. Oh, <laughs> she shit. Was unca- Cassie? Uh, I don't know. She was one of the younger teachers. She's not much older than us. English. Maybe. Yeah. Lindemann? Was that her last name? I think it started with an L. Lindbergh or Lindemann or something like that. Eh, I don't know. I don't know who you're talking about now. So, this bar crawl was fucking amazing. Inner Circle, Sound Pony. And Sound Pony, I was like, hey, can I get a Neff? Because I I saw that they had a Neff tap. And I'm like, I love Neff Brewery. Can I get a Neff? And he said, we don't have that. Do you want a PBR? (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) But it was like loud and dark. And he was like, we don't have Neff, but... Do you want a PBR? And I was like, uh, I, like in my head, I didn't hear him say PBR. I just heard him say something. And I was like, Beer. okay, uh, it's, it's like, it's like a Neff. It's probably not an IPA. I'll take one. He slides me a can of PBR and I'm like, okay, fuck it. <laughs> Whatever. I'll drink I'm a PBR. I'm already at this far into it. <laughs> PBR, not bad. Just basic standard beer. Um, Pound it. Forget it. Yeah. How much did you pay for it? Like three bucks. Okay. Not bad. I wouldn't pay five bucks for a PBR. Nah. But I was really oh, expecting a Neff, though. It was kind of disappointing. So then we go there, and he really likes it. And then we go to Valkyrie. And he loves Valkyrie. And then that's it. Wasn't actually that legendary. <laughs> I need to go to Valkyrie again sometime. I haven't tried Brandy in years brandy i yeah that's how i actually started with these you know alcohols is i was really into hennessy oh wow and brand and i didn't realize that you can get a lot better than hennessy oh yeah hennessy's like the bottom i didn't realize that (laughs) i didn't realize some people just you know drink hennessy like juice yeah rappers actually rap about hennessy because it's like it's more expensive than most alcohols but it's not the best brandy, just because brandy is generally expensive. It's the most expensive and finest of the lowest end of alcohol. Yes. <laughs> Man. Okay. So. 
eau de vie. I would like to try some eau de vie. Eau de vie. What is that? A brand of brandy? It, it's grouped in with brandy on their menu, so it's huh. something you know, probably like cognac. It's a region. Yeah. You see, you have a brandy, I'll have a cognac, and then I'll finish off with a fucking absinthe. I want to do, like, a flight from there, but that's a lot of <laughs> climbing and moving the ladder to pick different bottles. I don't think they have flights available, do they? Probably not. It's probably very inconvenient for them. Yeah. I don't know. They have, like, every brand of, uh, every type of Ardbeg. They do have a thing. I was talking with my parents about this earlier, where they that grid of words of tasting notes yeah and you like pick three or four and they'll make you a drink based Uh, on that yeah i want to do like three or four rounds of that yeah carl did that and he was like i want something with uh, irish cream in it and he got like uh something my dad was very adamant that sassy should be included with the list (laughs) sassy sassy i don't know lauren uh, really likes the church from there the church fruity citrusy drink hmm. okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna get through at least a couple of my topics okay okay whatever you need to do first topic okay mundane annoyances what are your mundane annoyances andrew I, I was thinking about this while i was working at amazon and i was thinking about like the mundane annoyances of so at amazon you grab an item uh, like you grab a tote and then you do an item and you scan the item and you put it in a box and then you put the box on a conveyor belt. The conveyor belt breaks down Mm-mm. all the fucking time. And then you have to stack boxes up in your station and it gets annoying because then the conveyor belt starts going again and you're like, okay, I need to put my packages on there. So does everyone else. Yeah. And if you're down the line, you're like, okay, it turned on. I need to wait a second for everybody else to put their packages on. And then, before you get to put a single package on, it stops again. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking inevitable. (sighs) So, Andrew, why do you have a pile of boxes at your station? It's because the fucking conveyor belt sucks. (sighs) That's about it. Do they have a robot to fix that? No, they don't have robots. On on my floor, they don't have... uh, Oh, that's right, you're on the... I'm on the bottom floor. We only have one type of robot, and it's to take the totes... It's to take the totes back to the place where they send it back upstairs. Okay. Yeah, I love totes because they're like, um, people will like stack up a couple of them and put them off to the side in their workstation and they'll sit on them and use them for chairs. Funny. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I never do that because that's the spot where I put my small envelopes. And if any motherfucker interrupts that spot, I'll be pissed off. Also, I have this weird thing at Amazon where... The normal setup of the station is not good enough for me. I have to move, like, uh, the tracking label thing into the center of the station. And most people like it by the tape machine, but I work faster the other way. I don't know. Mundane annoyances. So your station is organized different than everyone else's. Yep. And it, it the thing is, is when I roll up to a station... Um, I pack out some items so that the system knows that I'm there, and mm-hmm. then I rearrange the station. <laughs> and then sometimes I'll go back to a station, and I'll be like, oh, I ha- had the station before because they didn't move it. Or in my head, I'm like, I wonder if somebody used this station and found this configuration to be superior to the normal one. <laughs> I don't know. So you're trying to incorporate this style with all the other workers, Maybe. hoping it catches on. I mean, I just, I noticed it, and then the weird thing is, it's like, you get into a flow at Amazon, like, you'll start swaying your hips, and, like, 
you like sway your body to different places to get different shit and it just like it's the ultimate flow state it's one of the things that i'm gonna miss about working amazon is getting into a flow state and like listening to an audiobook and then probably helped your creativity yeah i mean and then you look up and it's like it's break time and you're like damn and then you go take your break and you come back and it gets you take you like two hours to get back into the flow state Listening to an audiobook that you're not allowed to listen to. Yep. And then you'll get some shit that is like, oh, it's damaged. And it'll be like, fuck. And your flow state is fucked up because you have to hit problem, damage. Then you have to scan it and scan the tote, scan the thing, put it in the tote. Fuck, it sucks. And then somebody will try to talk to you. Oh, my God. I hate that. <laughs> well, you have a quota to fill every hour. Well, it's just like they'll try to talk to you. It's mostly the problem solvers will come around and like they'll ask like, Hey, what's wrong with this item? Is it unscannable, or, is, or do you think it's damaged, or what's the deal? And you'll be like, you'll have to like talk to them for like two seconds, and then you come back and you're out of your flow state. Mm. Fuck, it sucks. No, but flow state's real. Like I didn't think that it was real. Um, I mean, I kind of experience it with some synthesizers. Like with this synthesizer in front of me, I have all the controls down. Like I know what sounds and how that changes everything. So like I, when I play it, can get to a flow state. But I didn't really realize that was a thing until it happened with also packing boxes. <laughs> and I was like, this is a real thing that happens. This is neat. I didn't really get that when I played trumpet, but I'm starting to get it on bass. Oh, yeah. Well, I feel like you don't get into a flow state on trumpet because it's very, like, it's not very, um, like, it doesn't involve a large portion of your body. I don't know. Hmm. Like you're just blowing and you're holding it and you're using three fingers. And you're using a lot of mental energy to think about where you're going and what to do to get there. Yeah. Whereas like a full body motion or on an instrument like keyboard or bass where you can see where you're going. Yeah. You're not using that much. Brain power. Not brain power necessarily, but brain space. Area of the brain that just wouldn't be used otherwise. Hmm. Because the whole point of that flow state is to shut your brain off to let it flow randomly on its own accord essentially it's like you you're you're doing something and you're happy like you're doing something and it's just i don't know it's good Eh. i sometimes i got into flow states like when i would solve the 10 by 10 cube like on oh, long God. on the road trips. I don't know how you do that. Take me an it take me 2 hours. Andrew used to have a bad hoarding problem of various puzzle cubes and Rubik's cube variants. Yeah. He's talking about a 10 by 10 monstrosity. Yeah, it was 100 it was $130. Oh my god. My uh my grandma actually paid the majority of that because she was like, "Hey, if you cut your hair, I'll give you a hundred bucks because it, it was wild. Like my hair is wild, and she was like, "Yeah, if you cut your," she said off your afro days. Yeah, she had said offhand one day she was like, "Man, if you ever cut that hair, I'll give you a hundred bucks." And I was like, "Really? Boom, done." <laughs> you didn't even say really. You just remembered that and you showed up with a bald head one day. Money, please. Money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. And that's how I got that cube. Did she ever get to see the cube? Yeah. Eh. <laughs> let's see okay mundane annoyances what mundane annoyances do you ha- experience in your life Mitchell uh mundane well I don't know about mundane or annoyance but I was going on a delivery the other day I was picking up from uh Walmart yeah 
was picking up for two people. Before you continue, I'm just thinking about this weird thing. We were at one point both employed by apps on your phone. Wow. Like that's so weird. Yeah. Like apps were introduced like in 2000 and like 6 and now we're working for them. <laughs> There's an app for that. I'm working for an app. <laughs> yes, and it pays my bills. It's fucking crazy. Okay, keep going. Yeah, I was picking up for two people and, you know, had to go into the store back and forth for someone to help me. They told me to drive around the side. It's already a hassle before I even get the packages. Uh, three three items in this package for this person. One item for another package with the other person. Yeah. should be easy. The three items for the one person was two big things of, like, paper towels and toilet paper. Okay. And a bag full of paper towels. <sighs> the other person's one package was 150 pounds uh. of cat food. Five 30-pound bags. Fuck that person. In my crowded and already kind of dirty car, and I just had to find room. Listen, if this fucking podcast blows up and somebody's listening to this, never, ever fucking order on Amazon or DoorDash or Grubhub or Postmates fucking... Cat food, dog food, anything heavy. Don't fucking do it. I hate packing fucking 12 packs of Powerade. Your fat ass could have walked down to the store and bought this fucking Powerade, but instead, I have to fucking ship it, and it makes my job hard. And then fucking cat food. Stupid. Stupid fucking cat food. Like, <laughs> anytime I got cat food or dog food, you know what I have to do? I have to build the biggest box at my station. These motherfuckers are called 296s, okay? 296. I like packing 10s, 20s, even 90s. They're not that bad. You get up into 160, 170, 296, that fucking sucks. I hate it. Never do that. Big ass boxes. Fuck you. God. I hated being angry at her because it, it was a very nice garden yard and it was an old house, probably an old couple. Fucker. <laughs> but yeah, that's not one package and I didn't really want to get paid five or six dollars for that. Did she tip you well? No, I got paid five or six dollars for that whole thing. She didn't tip you? No, I didn't even... Usually for a food order, Yeah. which is why usually there's a thing for tips, there wasn't yeah. even like a spot for tips on this since it went through Walmart. You got five bucks. For moving 150 pounds. Thing was, on the delivery right before that, though, I took some, like, Chinese food around the corner. Yeah. And the guy gave me a tip on the card and also gave me a 10 buck, ten bucks in cash at the door. Wow. Nice so guy. So that was pretty much the tip that I would have got for this. <laughs> the Man. cat food. So I'm like, I can't be angry. I've already been generously tipped already. <laughs> Man. Well. But just the frustration of having to put that into my tiny car's tiny trunk that already has a subwoofer in it because I'm not in the business of carrying five 30-pound bags of cat food. That is a mundane annoyance. Yeah. It also cut my wrist. You can still kind of see it. Oh, my God. I can see it from here. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's been an hour. I bled for this woman. Jesus. (laughs) But for $5. Thanks, Sharon. (laughs) Oh, fuck. You just doxed her, bro. Uh, not the last name. Yeah. It's been an hour, Mitchell. Oh, already? Yeah. That's so sad. Now, let's see if I can remember what the outro is. We, have, we do this every time. Yeah. Let's see.
thanks for watching, Andrew and Mitchell. Also. also. Uh, uh,